KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO, Claremore, Tulsa. A product of Tyler Media, celebrating 50 years as Oklahoma's media company. Now, broadcasting live from the Lucky Star Studios, 1077, The Franchise. And just like that, the seeding games are finally over. In a game of the century, pitting the Oklahoma City Thunder against the L.A. Clippers, where uh, second half Clippers head coach Sam Cassell just did not care about Chisholm Holland's personal schedule. The Thunder drop their final seeding game, 103-107, to in overtime. Yes, it took them overtime to score 103 points and 107 points, respectively. The Thunder drop it. Chisholm Holland, Brady Trantham, Jerry Ramsey, as far as I know, we haven't really heard his voice yet, but I'm going to assume that he's there. But guys, we knew it was meaningless going into the game. The Thunder have already had their playoff schedule locked up with the Houston Rockets. Uh, Technically, they have now dropped to the fifth seed, and Houston will be the fourth seed. Not that it matters. Is that not barring a Houston win, or is that just regardless? I think it's. I think it is. Well, actually, no. The Thunder and the Rockets would have the same record right. if the Rockets lose, and the Thunder have the tiebreaker. So I guess there is hope if you care about the four or the five seed in this meaningless, meaningless, no home court advantage. There you go. There's and, that Jerry and, breathing. And, into oh, the I hear some breathing. <laughs> We've got life, and let me tell you, there was no life in this second quarter for the Thunder. They got outscored 25 to 60. You know, who cares? It was entertaining in the second half, was it not, Jerry? I absolutely loved it. I came for a Thunder game, got to uh, watch a little blue game while I was at it. <laughs> listen, both you guys, and I listen, I, I, I respect both of you guys as excellent basketball minds. What did I tell you the second that we lost Patrick Patterson? I said, we're going to regret it one of these days. And he's going to come back, and he's going to win a game that's going to uh, cost the Thunder mightily. And uh, sure enough, tonight, look at him winning did a you, clutch, did you clutch say game. That? Clutch game that might actually, you know, send the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder to the fifth spot, where the Houston Rockets going to get the first two games with home court uh, crowd noise pumped in. Oh. Just devastating. Well, when you say it like that, now I'm just upset. <laughs> See? I don't even have a rooting interest, but man, I feel bad for him. Isn't that what you thought whenever you saw him knocking down those free throws? Saying, oh man, we had him. We had him and we didn't lock him up. I mean, I did get a little upset that they didn't call travel on that inbounds play because he just he took two steps and slid about three feet. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Chisholm, you're a guy that loved Patrick Patterson. I mean, whenever you see Obviously. him, just... Knocking down clutch shots, hitting the uh, game icing free throws. Didn't you just think to yourself, man, if only he was still here in Oklahoma City? Uh, I absolutely did, especially when I saw him not boxing out on a free throw and giving up an offensive rebound to Hammer Diallo. It brought back all my old feelings. <laughs> this was just listen. This was a sport, and I don't mean to hijack the uh, segment, but I you mean it is my. This is, this is on brand. This is this is my show. Um, this was just like you said, Brady. It was fun to watch. It was fun knowing that there was uh, little to nothing on the line. Uh, you got to sit back and watch Hamadou Diallo, uh, career high. Uh, just uh, Hervey just throwing up shots left and right. It was it, it was refreshing. It was. It was like when you jump in a cold ice bath and it just like it hurts at first, but then you're like, yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. Yeah. Um... 
again, like the second quarter kind of gave at least me the impression. It's like, okay, this is going to be over relatively soon. Thunder going to get run out of the gym. The Clippers are technically the more the, the the deeper team, even though they are playing guys like Amir Coffee, who Chisholm didn't even know. Um, I had no idea who that let's was. Let's see, uh, <laughs> let's see, Terrence Mann, who I didn't know. And look, Terrence Amir Coffee played forty nine minutes and thirty eight seconds, and he fouled out. Hamadou Diallo played thirty nine minutes. The Thunder's first wing off the bench nine minutes in a meaningless game. I really don't know how to unpack this, guys. Because the entire time, like Chisholm will vouch for this, the entire time, Jerry, I was like, why is Darius out there? Why, why is Hamadou Diallo out there? And I know technically, and I usually fall in this in on this in this category. I know technically these reps are important to guys like Hami and Darius Baisley. This is the end of the regular season. They're trying to win games. They're trying to learn how to win games on important possessions. So those reps are important. But the entire time, I'm thinking we just saw Lou Dort bang knees with Jay Crowder, and who knows if we're going to have him game one, game two, who knows for the Thunder. That's the entire that, that was on my mind the entire time. I mean, did you have a problem with these guys playing this much, or did you enjoy the fact that they're out there trying to win a you game? You sound like one of those guys who tell me I'm not allowed, allowed to leave my house because I'm going to die if I catch the COVID. <laughs> well, don't, You're scared of everything, Brady. Don't lick the doorknob. No, that By all means. Touche. I want to hear no. I want to hear Chisholm. Uh, you know, finish it out. Both of you guys uh, haven't even touched thirty yet, uh, or you're you know like around it, but I'm you're not sn- even I'm sniffing it right now. Yeah. So I mean, and tell me. Tell, I mean, obviously these are young. First of all, I, listen. I know I'm the basketball expert on this show. Uh, I do want to point out, Brady, that you have to have five guys from each team on the floor, uh, and so whenever you're the coaches, you got to pick out five dudes. It just so happens that. Those are the five that they picked. And Chisholm, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Did you have any problem with uh, Andre out there 28 minutes, with Diallo out there 39 minutes, uh, Deontay Burton, uh, which tonight Matt Burton probably could have played better, uh, 29 oh. minutes out there? You didn't like I mean, that did, final shot by Deontay? I thought it was, what I was going on. It was very much like Jordan uh, whenever he wins his sixth championship, so, kind of in that same area. Uh, it just it looked like you know, the opposite bizarro world, if things would have gone the other way, that's what that shot would have looked like. But Chisholm, do you have a problem with those guys playing all those minutes? So if you just look down the roster, right? So Danilo, Terrence, Fer- Danilo, Steven Adams, Dennis Schroeder, Shea Alexander, Chris Paul, not going to play. Those guys are uh, just not going to be in the rotation. Mike Muscala is someone who I guess uh, played a whole bunch on Wednesday, and he is someone who matters uh, in the rotation, so he's not going to play. Uh, so then it really does get down to the so who's in the game? Isaiah Roby's not in the bubble, so he's not really an option. So you get down to, I mean, Devin Hall's going to play, Deontay Burton's going to play, and then it's that Andre Ron, Robertson, Darius Baisley, Hamid Diallo. I mean, that Kevin Hervey only playing 11 minutes I think might be a little bit of a mistake, but truthfully, it doesn't really bother me that much. The correct answer is Hamid doesn't need to be out there that long. Terrence does. Yeah, yeah. T- Terrence not playing. Terrence played all. 17 minutes as if he was going to be a heavy rotational guy in the well, in the playoffs. Now he may very well be just because he might we're be not, the starter going into the, game one. The Thunder aren't going to have Lou Dort for at least game one, according to Billy Donovan. He said that at this point it's uncertain. He he doesn't think that he'll be available for game one, and because the Rockets, as we all know, are guard heavy, well, you need to have Terrence Ferguson out there. So. I, I don't know. I'm just like I'm not too upset because obviously Hamadou Diallo had a career high 27 point. He hit 27 and 11, so he was fairly incredible. And he was the one guy on this on this Thunder team that really cared about trying to win 
playing at a high level, but I just don't know. You play him 39 minutes and you get Terrence out there for 17, and he clearly needs every rep. Just it made more sense to me that way. Yeah, no, he looked bad. He did look, and it has looked bad. And uh, it listen, and I, I I haven't been in his head. I didn't go down to the bubble, hang out with him. I haven't been on a Zoom call with him. Uh, but what I can tell you, and and once again, I'll rotate back over to Chisholm after I say this. It, it looks like confidence. It doesn't look like there's anything wrong with the shot. It doesn't look like he's unhealthy. It doesn't look like he's unconditioned. This just looks like confidence to me, Chisholm. Yeah, I mean. There's one play that comes to mind where I really did almost have a mental breakdown. Where Terrence caught the ball in the corner, had a contested three if he wanted it. He decided to pump fake and drive instead. Fine. Good, good call. Good decisions. Two dribbles. Is under the rim by himself. With the ball above he, his head. He could have stopped, took a two-footed jump, turned 180 degrees, and then dunked the basketball. It would have had plenty of time. And, you know, threw the ball to, you know, uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander, contested out in the wing. The guy just doesn't really have a whole lot of interest right now in shooting unless he can see it with his own eyes that he is wide open. And I think the biggest issue that I'm noticing is I just don't think he has a very good sense of the floor. I don't think he has a good feel for where people are. If he cannot physically see them, he's always a little bit lost. And so that's why he might default to being out in the corners because you can see everybody when you're nobody's behind you. But that play just reiterated to me that he just he doesn't have a sense of the basketball game flow in a normal situation. And Jerry, you and I can talk about this because we're pick pickup basketball experts. Brady, yep. on the other hand, not near as much in this realm. Clueless. I mean, totally clueless with this. We we're talking about this, but I just I think we really <laughs> overestimated Terrence Ferguson's feel for the game. That or it's greatly decreased. I think confidence plays a role, but I also don't think he has any feel for what's well, happening on the floor. Look, you get to that part of the bench. I mean, we're talking about guys who are they're obviously relatively speaking incredible basketball players. But when you're talking about NBA players, you get to that part of the bench and you're just you're, you're splitting hairs on who can be kind of passably good, who can be passably bad. I mean, you compare him to a guy like Abdul Nader. Abdul Nader is, he's right up there with Terrence Ferguson. But at least Abdul knows what he is, and he does it. I don't know what Terrence is. Like, I get told what he is from the Thunder, and then we watch him out there, and it's something else. We get told from Terrence himself what he is. And then we see him out there, and he does the complete and utter opposite. Now, look, we don't need to spend the next 10 minutes on Terrence Ferguson. I'm just, what what are we doing here? Brady, I would like to. If you, I know it's your show, and I so much appreciate you and Chisholm uh, just letting an old man fulfill his dream and talking Thunder basketball. Well, are, do you uh, have clothes but, on, first of all? <laughs> that's really none of your business. Okay. And I'm at home, so of course I don't. Uh, I would like both of you guys' thoughts. You absolutely on, own a robe, don't you? Oh, 200% yeah, I own a robe. Yeah, yeah, okay. what, which color? What would you. Do you want burgundy? Black? Yours is velvet. White? Velvet, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, the, the good one. Look, I only pull out the good one whenever I go outside and smoke a cigar. Good call. Uh, but do either one of you just get a little concerned uh, whenever you see that Andre went 1 of 9, 0 for 6 from the three-point range? I mean, played 28 minutes. And to me... No, because he's a horrible uh, three-point shooter. Sorry. Well, he took six of them. He took six of them, Chisholm. <laughs> for horrible, he took six. He was second on the team with uh, attempts to Diallo. So yeah, I Definitely you know I, I, as well. Does he uh, tied for se- uh, second? Sorry, there, Brady. Yeah. Uh, but does he does he have the green light? Like, and then two in the second half, I saw him mainly. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Saw him as the power forward, sort of in that weird yeah. lineup that yeah. they had. He's played center some too. 
Yeah, so, I I mean, are you concerned at all? Talking about not having a feel for the game, 1 of 9, 0 of 6? Uh, I, I, I'm not. I Look, to the listener out there going, why are they talking about Terrence Ferguson, and Andre Robertson and all these guys in this meaningless seeding game? Well, these guys are probably going to have to play a lot against the Houston Rockets, and we'll get to the matchup probably later on the show, of course. But, I mean, this is important. Now, in regards to Andre Robertson taking nine shots and six of them being three-pointers and not hitting one of them, and, of course, after coming from too small of a sample size, but, hey, he shot the ball well in the few attempts that he took in these seeding games. That cannot be denied. And even tonight on those six attempts, the shot looks smoother. He's just not a good shooter. It looks smoother. So it's it's going to be more eye candy appealing but it's still going to be it's he's still going to miss the damn shot so do i care not really because of this game the game called for it andrew robertson was going to have to shoot it i mean if you saw deontay burton friend of the okc82 podcast by the way if you saw him on that last play in regulation i don't know if the play was drawn up for him but he looked absolutely lost when he had the ball in his hand so of course andre's going to have if he's going to be open he's probably gonna have to shoot in this situation is one of nine yeah, I, <laughs> just, just one of nine. Yeah. I look. I, I Brady explained away the threes, but one of nine. Come on. Yeah, I think uh, Andre Robertson's biggest problem, and especially tonight, is he played you know almost thirty minutes without a real point guard on the floor. And you know, Devin Hall is a guy who is listed as a point guard, uh, but I don't know if he's quite Chris Paul or Shaquille Alexander. And what we know about Andre Robertson is when he's most effective for this Thunder team is when he's cutting and moving around without the ball and getting offensive rebounds and getting putbacks. That's all well and good, but it requires somebody else on the floor to get him his shots. And I think we saw Andre Robertson try to isolate once tonight against Joakim Noah in overtime and try to take him to the rim. and uh, It was a tough look. I, I think uh, Andre's offense could probably be excused tonight because we know Andre's not the guy who's going to catch the ball on the three-point line and make something happen. He's the guy who needs somebody else to get him the ball in a position to score. And I, I just don't know if those players are out there for him tonight. So, uh, Truthfully, offensively, I would not look too much into it. I think uh, the bigger concern is he was guarding a player I've never heard of before and the guy went off. <laughs> You talking about coffee? I'm talking about coffee. Seven, yeah, mere coffee. Seven to seventeen. Two of eight from the three point line. Twenty one points, four assists. And in all fairness, Chisholm, maybe you didn't have the book on him. Yeah, I mean the scouting report. I'm sure was limited. And bless Clippers PR, their Twitter account. Like whoever's tweeting for them, bless their hearts because they had to literally every five seconds tweet out. Hey, uh, Amir Coffey has a career-high points, career-high career high rebounds. <laughs> Rodney Magruder played 51 minutes, career-high. Yeah. So many career-highs for so many players who don't play a lot. Terrence Mann, career-high 14 rebounds. Do you know who Terrence Mann is, by the way? He's a man. Terrence, Terrence Mann is the... Go ahead, Chisholm, do you know the reference I'm going to make here? Oh, no, no, no. I don't know what reference you're going to make. He played Field of Dreams. Oh. He's the guy filled the dreams. He's the one that gets kidnapped. That they, James Earl Jones, that they go drive around. Have you ever seen the movie? I have seen the movie. That's Terrence Mann. That's the, that's the guy that gets kidnapped. Hey, we are not talking about baseball on the post-game show right now, <laughs> about basketball. We've, we've, already, we've already gone there. The, okay, the last thing I want to chip in on this, and you guys can take me wherever you want to take me from here, including let me go if you want to, um, that the night that they were going to play the Utah Jazz, I'm going to bring this up again, the night that they were going to play the Utah Jazz, everybody's famous last words here, they were playing for the four seed, right? Yeah. Here we are all these months later, all this restart later, all that junk later, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are still holding its breath for that damn fourth spot. I mean, does it apply anymore? 
absolutely applies. I, if I'm the I'm if I'm the crowd this one. If I'm the crowd noise guy, is it the difference between starting off the game where the Thunder are at home and you got the crowd going crazy, or if they're at home in Houston, you have to wait an hour before you exactly. go with that crazy crowd? That's I mean, there's a there's a huge logistical difference there, and what it is. No, listen, you're right. It's all for s and giggles. But ten years from now, five years from now, whenever I go look in the record books, this team that had 0.2 percent chance to make the playoffs basically was going to, is going to be a home court. Western Conference basketball oh, team—that is quite the damn. Uh, that, that's quite the damn achievement. Yeah. So I sure I think that is an achievement. I think what this will be more remembered for, if it breaks that way, because it, it depends if Houston wins or loses against Philadelphia, sure. which is on the air right now. I think it'll be more. This team traded away its franchise player that everybody knew and everybody loved, what everyone thought was their best player, and they then were a higher seed than him in the playoffs. Like, Houston is a a team trying to win the NBA title this year. They've put all their chips in the center of the table, and Oklahoma City might have a higher seed than them. I think that would be what we'd remember more. Well, that's definitely a storyline, and I'm right there with you. I agree with you that 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 will be a prevalent storyline, and to be honest with you, uh, part of the Russell Westbrook legacy. I actually have some thoughts on this. I do. Look, can we table this for the next segment? Well, no, the great thing is if OKC ends up losing to Houston the first round, Oklahoma City will help Russell Westbrook get to the second round for the first time since Kevin Durant left. If, yep. wow. if Oklahoma City gets to the second round, Russell Westbrook can say, I helped Oklahoma City get to the second round for the first time since Kevin Durant <laughs> left. It's a win-win. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. You know who needs to be happy? Probably hmm. Hamadou Diallo because he's going to probably be the Thunder for player of the game, right? Oh, no, no, no. I'm giving it to Kevin Hervey. He's pulling threes like he was J.J. Redick. How are you not giving it to Deontay Burton for having the belief in himself that he could win a damn game? Has anyone ever looked like they knew it was the last minutes they were going to play in the NBA more than Deontay Burton? Gosh. So mean. <laughs> I, got the, I got this. Uh, real quick from friend of the show, Brandon Rabar, who's on the uh, – the call with uh, Donovan, the the Zoom no, call is going on. No, your friend, not my friend. Yeah. He's never talked to me on the radio. Madison Morris is also on the call too. Our very own. Who? Madison Morris. Nah, not a, not a fan. Uh, Brandon says that Donovan on why Abdel Nader didn't play. You guys interested in this? Yeah. He had some tingling in his elbow right before the game, and I think it's something with his neck going down to his elbow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep, the text sounds scarier than Donovan's tone. Uh, he said that they were just being cautious. Well, so. that's what this franchise Sometimes is. Sometimes when I sleep on my shoulder wrong, the same thing happens. It's the Oklahoma City cautious. Madison says that uh, Donovan also states his precautionary and keeps him out tonight. So there you go. I think Oklahoma City should just change their logo to a giant yield sign. <laughs> <laughs> Caution whoa, ahead. Whoa, calm whoa, down. Slow down. Calm down slow there. Slow down. Goodness. So no. I do you okay, Brady? And then too, I feel I, I feel bad, you know, that you're like this, that you're a little, you know, a little more scared than maybe Chisholm and I am. Uh, did you see five guys that you maybe just wanted to play all? I haven't. <laughs> all, the Jerry, whole game long? I haven't been to a five guys in some time. They're they're good. <laughs> it's pricey. Overrated. It is pricey. Just leave it at that. Oh, don't. Tucker's if you, is where hey, it's at. If you want to uh, sponsor Five Guys, the post-game show, by all means, Chisholm would be more than happy to endorse you. Uh, I'll do your ad reads. But, yes, they are absolutely very proud of their product, and their product is fantastic. How's that? Oh, yeah. I mean, there is no (laughs) arguments here at all. 
Really quick, before we get to this next break, Darius Baisley didn't become the first Thunder rookie to have four straight games with 20 points or more. Yeah, is he, screwed is he a bust, guys? He is a bust. <laughs> if he can't score 20 points against that team. Yeah, 2 of 5 from the three-point line, 3 of 12 from the floor. He was getting guarded by man and coffee. I'm sorry. What, what was in that coffee? Dude, a cup of coffee. Was there cream? Was it no caramel? Cream. No, no cream. No cream. Was it straight? straight so coffee. wait, straight coffee. Andre 3000 from uh, Semi Pro was on the floor, huh? Darius Paisley. Uh, listen, I was really high on him last couple of games. Now, I would have rather had Brandon Clark. Done. You bandwagon hopper. Man. Done. Brandon Clark. At least Brandon Clark uh, led his team to a ninth seed. Uh, like, Jerry, I can't let you go. I, when I saw this news, I just had to ask you. Sure. Vladdy Divac steps down. Joe oh. steps into the role. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won a championship, right? He did, he did indeed. You did. Uh, well, obviously, it's a natural. It's a natural progression. Uh, <laughs> from one grade to another. <laughs> to, to go from a uh, superstar that was uh, part of your organization for a long time to a guard that used to play in Detroit. Um, I, I don't know. I'm speechless. I mean, honestly, I. Can you I, just I don't prep know. us for what the Joe Dumar experience is <laughs> I mean, is Buddy Heald happy now? Um, I will tell you this that uh, Joe does pride himself on finding unhappy, un- underutilized guys. If you look at the championship team that he put together for the Pistons, it was a. It was a brown, a bunch of guys that were underutilized and were not happy in their situations and just kind of threw them together in that same vein. That's also why he signed Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva to massive contracts. Oh, and uh, oh, uh, what was the kid's name? Uh, Josh Dunkelotz, whatever his name was. Mick Roberts. Uh, <laughs> Josh Smith. Whenever he signed Josh Smith. Is he still um, getting paid, Jerry? No, I, yes, he is. <laughs> they thought he was off the. Somebody, a beat writer from Detroit, thought he was off the books this season, and then had to retract his tweet. And 15 minutes later, go, never mind, he got paid. He's he, uh, uh, he's the constant. <laughs> he's still there. So Joe, uh, listen, I believe in Joe. Joe was, you know, put together a, a championship team, and then Joe is also uh, destroyed a team's payroll, uh, just kind of overreaching. So it'll be interesting what he can do for. I mean, can't be any worse. Then no, not no, pick, no, 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 I can't. Not picking Luca. I mean, you know, Vladi had Luca right uh, there in his sights. Luca, Trey Young, uh, and uh, there's one more. Uh, they threw up the top five from that draft. It was like DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luca, somebody else, and then Trey Young. Marvin Bagley? Who's four? Oh, I forgot already. But it, it, let me just say this: it, he's better than Marvin Bagley. <laughs> the big one, the big Fair. ones is Luca and Trey, though. So, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, Vladi, Vladi did what Vladi could do, and uh, I'm very, I'm very interested to in seeing what Joe Dumars. I can't believe I'm saying the sentence. What Joe Dumars can do with the Sacramento Kings? You think- are the only Jared Jackson Jr. By the way, uh, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the only person excited about that. Deontay Burton, future Sacramento King. 107.7 franchise. Let's get De'Aaron Fox for a second-round pick over here. <laughs> this is the Thunder first take post-game show. The Thunder dropped their final Orlando bubble-seeded game, 103-107 to the L.A. Clippers in overtime. Jerry Ramsey, Chisholm Hall, and Brady Trantham here. When we get back, Chisholm's going to take you around the association, and we're going to dive more into this fun, fun, important game. The Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. 
really quick, the Thunder and the Clippers scored 89 points in regulation. So was this game actually played in 2002? Just something to think about while you're out there uh, getting all angry because the Thunder lost their final game of the longest regular season in history. You absolutely do know there's a Thunder fan out there going, I know this game didn't matter, but we should have won. I mean, I'll admit, like, when I'm a fan and I'm rooting for teams, even in, like, NFL preseason, I remember being a kid and just being upset when the Dolphins would lose. And really, it should have just prepared me for life as a Dolphins fan. That is the voice of Chisholm Holland. I'm Brady Trantham. Jerry Ramsey is, he's not here, but he's present. How how the hell am I still on the show? Am I really on the show? Oh, we forgot to hang up on you. I guess we- I, I just I, out of habit, you guys didn't let me go or like give me a send off. No, so I, I just sta- I like listening to you breathe in the commercial breaks because you have the mic too close to your face. <laughs> so I just I just stood on the line. So I guess, I guess I'm a part of the second segment too. Congratulations! It's because we haven't done your favorite segment yet, Jerry. What's new, Pussycat? What's new, Pussycat? All right, Jerry, what's the uh, MC stack out of the deck? What a surprise. Wow, I was really just floored by that. Way to go, Chisholm. Way to catch me on surprise. First and foremost, why am I doing the stats? These are what you should be doing. Okay, do you. Hold on. Chisholm, do you have the stats pulled up in front of you? I do. Here's your MC stat cat of the day from Chisholm Holland. Don't worry, Jerry will give you one in a moment. 25 points, a career high for man. With nine <laughs> assists, a career high for man. 14 <laughs> rebounds, a career high for man. With eight field goals made, a career high for Terrence Mann. Played in 42 minutes, also a career high for Terrence Mann. And that's your stat cat of the day from Chisholm. Jerry? Take that, Neil Armstrong. First of all, I'm a guy who started drinking coffee when I was 13 years old, and there's nothing more that I appreciated tonight than 49 minutes of coffee. Well, that that does explain a lot what you just said, but continue, Jerry. (laughs) Uh, Just looking at this lineup, Zubak, uh, Reggie Jackson, who uh, is an awesome point guard. If I had a fantasy team of all-time great Thunder players, I'd put him on it, and I'd be right and correct and should win, but I'm not. Uh, Magruder. Right? He played 51 minutes, went 2 of 11. Magruder. Uh, Jay Green, not that Jay Green, uh, he had 27 minutes, 13 points. And like I said, 49 minutes from coffee. What a lineup from this Clipper team. Here's what I love about this lineup, too. Patrick Patterson, who hit the uh, final free throws to ice it away, still not good enough to start on this team. Yikes. <laughs> There's He's still good, still good foot starter minutes on this team. There's only one true stat for the stat cat. The Thunder had 70 bench points. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't see the Clippers free throw percentage. 27 of 39. Nice. 69%. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. And when you say at 9 o'clock at night, too, and you're at home, and no one knows exactly like the percentage of clothing you have on, nice. Exactly. I mean, I mean the Thunder First Take postgame show with Chisholm Hall and Brady Trantham and Jerry Ramsey goes really well with uh, some candlelight, <laughs> a boudoir, bottle of scotch. Boudoir? I don't... That's coming from the man in a silk robe right now. <laughs> I tried it once, but I was single. No one got hurt. No, too many people died. It was just terrible. <laughs> no, if you're just now joining us, the Thunder lost 107-103. It's, 
It was all for nothing. By the way, did you guys know that the Thunder won their first game, then they lost their second game, and then they won, and then they lost, and then they won, and then they lost, and then they won, and they lost? Hmm. This team cannot put it together for more than one game. But by that logic, they will win their first-round playoff series and lose their second-round playoff series, both in seven games. Oh, man. Oh, man. You like that meta take right there? Jerry, what do you say? I stop listening. I start reading some Sylvia Plath uh, poetry. So, <laughs> All right, mute him. Hey, Chisholm, why don't you do us all a favor and take us around that their association? Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, two games took place before Oklahoma City took the floor. The Toronto Raptors took care of the Denver Nuggets, 117-109. The Raptors actually had the best defense in the NBA, followed closely by OKC. The Pacers took down the Miami Heat in one of the strangest NBA games in recent memory. The Heat and the Pacers are both locked into the 4-5 series, so they were already going to see each other in the first round, but they had to play this meaningless game, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, The Oklahoma City Thunder fall 103-107 to the Los Angeles Clippers. And currently, right now on television, the Houston Rockets are trying to get a win to get the four seed in the playoffs, but they are trailing 35-54, sorry, 56, to the Philadelphia 76ers. So Philadelphia wins. OKC is the four seed. If Houston wins, they are the four seed. Not that it matters other than bragging rights. Jerry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm scrolling here, and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I'm even looking at yesterday's store. I don't see the Pistons on here. <laughs> uh, joke's on you. Blake Griffin says he feels great. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Someone get him out of Detroit, please. That is awesome. I'm so glad Blake feels great. Uh, that means the plane ride to wherever they trade him to uh, won't be so hard on his knees. That's awesome. Great. I'm, I'm don't glad. don't I'm glad, be Blake. salty on Blake Griffin. I'm not being salty. I agree with you, Brady. He's just kind of out of place. Like, the Pistons don't need to be paying all that money for you know, to win 30 games. Get him out of there for the rest of his career. And <laughs> Well, okay, let Thunder fans... So you want to Josh Smith him? You want to, like, long-term amnesty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, want? just, you know, we'll pay him the next 10 years. No big deal. You guys know Kyle Singer's still getting paid by the Thunder, right? Yeah. And Patrick yeah, Patterson. Uh, real quick, can I? We were talking about that uh, my uh, that Miami and Indiana series uh, today. I guess uh, was it Ramona Shelburne or one of the one of the Rachel NBA Nichols. ladies, Rachel Nichols, one of the NBA ladies on ESPN, had to sit down with Jimmy Butler, and uh, it was uh, just oh, just key prime Jimmy Butler. Uh, talking about his uh, skirmishes with T.J. Warren, uh, the guy that was traded for cash, and then his uh, offensive foul on Chris Paul to you know just. Give him the business after what he did to Duncan Sheik or Duncan Hines or whatever the hell his name is. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, yeah, whatever. Uh, Jimmy Butler, look, I know Miami's your favorite team, Brady. Come on, man. That's uh, a little little fake to the uh, tough guy there, a little fakeness there. Uh, I mean, you got Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler. They like to talk. It's on brand. It's on brand Jimmy Butler. Chisholm knows. Chisholm's more familiar with Jimmy Butler as a fan than I am. Well, no, he was good Jimmy Butler when he yeah, played for Chicago. Yeah, I think you're missing it here. That was, yeah. that was underdog Jimmy Butler. Like, yep. Trying to overcome the odds and earning everybody's respect. By yeah. bulldozing over Chris Paul, who's <laughs> five foot eleven. No, no, no. You're dealing with uh, giant ego. I'm the best player in the league, Jimmy Butler. That's not who I had. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, that's, like in, that's in true. Boogie, in Boogie Nights, if I can make this comparison. No. Uh, you James, absolutely can. This is absolutely. the only thing you've ever yep. done that I'm on board with. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was Eddie from uh, wherever he was from, from Torrance. Uh, he was just young, didn't know what he had and all that stuff, trying to get in the biz. Uh, Brady, right now in Miami, you have coked out uh, past his prime Dirk Diggler and Jimmy Butler. So that's what's going on with Jimmy Butler right now. That movie is, is so boring. Are the Minnesota Timberwolves roller girl? <laughs> That movie is so boring. Oh wow, you're so wrong about that. You but are I just very wrong about that. And I want to throw this in just to finish this off. Uh, Jimmy Butler with the offensive foul, uh, basically wasting a possession for Miami. They lost the game by one possession. Oh, there just saying. you go. Just saying. There you go. Jimmy Butler hates losing and loves sending points to guys half his size. Way to go. Hates losing, but left Philadelphia. So, <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, that worked out. Goodness. Are we gonna preview this? Gonna... So you know, Jerry, I know you're not in studio right now because you're lazy and you don't drive up here. Brady is really bothered by our making fun of him for not liking Boogie Nights. Like it really actually bothered him. I don't know why you guys just decided to tag team on me. So it's like the Boogie Nights thing and because I don't play pickup basketball. You're just not a you're not a pickup baller. I mean don't I mean, there's nothing. Have to be you ever of. invited me, either one of you two? I tore my Achilles two years ago. I, I don't do it stink. anymore. Not... Do you have the Andre Robertson injury, Jerry? I'm just telling you. Years. But I play, hey, I played back in the 80s when we had all metal equipment. Even the ball was the metal. I was even... made of barbed wire, Brady. <laughs> they didn't have hand check rules. <laughs> it was covered so, to score. Don't get listen, don't get mad at us because we grew up on the mean not, streets of the, of the hard top. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at all. Chisholm's got height on me. You, I'm, I'm not. I am not afraid of. But don't, I'm, just, hey. I'm just curious. Don't, don't, hey, Chris Paul. They underestimate his size too. Yeah, you right. see what happens. That's right. You see what happens there. Uh, Jerry, I am looking at a photo that you hung of yourself in the studio, <laughs> shooting a jump shot. And let me tell you, you're gonna have to put some more lift if you're gonna try to get that shot. That's off. not a ball. That's that's the moon. It was during. First the of all, I will always give myself that much space. So that's after clearing space or getting to a spot where nobody's at. You so. absolutely are the guy who puts his forearm up when he's driving and kind of shoves people. That's absolutely you. You kick, people, like, you kick people in the balls like Draymond Green, too. You kick that uh, leg up. Uh, real quick, the last thing about this game, because if we could please, for the love of God, because I don't want to talk about this game anymore. There's, we actually got a text message on the text line, which I'm shocked by, and it just says, Stat Cat, yes. So apparently you have a fan, Jerry. I don't there, know if your wife sent that in, but... Jerry, there are actually two things from this game before we get to the Rockets matchup that okay. need to be brought up, but go ahead. Uh, the SGA. SGA in the first quarter was... Awesome SGA. I thought that was. I, I really enjoyed watching him. Yes. I I also on a steal. You. I mean, you just saw him with the, <laughs> the thunderous dunk that he. The guy is just soft as Charmin. I mean, in the off season, I just need this guy to just uh, just a, just a little bit more. Can I just get a little bit more muscle out of this guy? But you saw the craftiness of, and you saw him flipping stuff up with English. I mean, you you saw the best of what SGA is right now. And uh, I know that he is going to be just out of this world in the next couple of years. But that first quarter was just, if they could have that SGA, they're absolutely going to uh, get to the second round. No doubt. He looked like a pretty much a different player than what we've seen over the last few games where he's been unsure of himself. He just looked more assertive tonight. Mm-hmm. And it showed up just in his efficiency, 6-10 from the floor, 13 points. Only took one three-pointer. He missed that. But you always like to see when a player's 
struggling somewhat offensively. He doesn't keep jacking up three-pointers like we've seen Shea do, but he didn't do that tonight. But he only played 13 minutes. Uh, the One of the two observations from this game, I'll get the quick one out of the way, but Chisholm and I had a laugh watching the game. On the final possession where uh, Patrick Patterson received the inbounds pass, got to the foul line, and essentially uh, hit both free throws ending the game, the camera just panned over to Reggie Jackson on the floor. It's like Sam Cassell was like, I don't want to lose this game. So he just randomly put Reggie Jackson onto the floor for the final possession of overtime. So, you know, the Clippers wanted to win this game too, I guess, for some reason. Trying to get Sam Cassell's first win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jolly good. That. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know if you're watching the ESPN broadcast, Jerry, or the uh, local broadcast, but... Uh, ESPN showed like some coach's soundbite. Doc Rivers, at, like in the first half, was like, "Hey, I'm going to let Sam Cassell uh, coach," and he was talking to Billy. And I just was t- looking at Chisholm like, "What if Billy was like, no? I'm incredibly <laughs> offended by that move. I'm really, really offended." I, I mean, let's Billy would have been but... like, "And actually, I got my daughter in the bubble. I'm going to allow her to coach." He trots out this like 14 year old. Yeah, it's just amateur hour. Yeah, just amateur hour <laughs> over here now. At the I mean, let, let, let's call it how we see it, though. Sam Cassell won to know against Billy Donovan. Oh, that's no. how it is, man. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. He has a winning record against Donovan. Did you watch right the ESPN broadcast? I did not. I, I'm cage only, bro. They are uh, so desperate. <laughs> that first off, bless your soul. They are so desperate for content. Bam out of Bayou. Bam, oh my god. <laughs> They are so desperate for content that they spent 10 minutes talking about Mark Jackson and Billy Donovan playing against each other in college. Uh, All the Providence photos and everything. Uh, See, and you guys are you know telling me. At least I got to hear about Michael Cage's uh, church league. So, is that still going on? Because I know like that's a that's a big you know disease spreader. At least right he does now, right? it. He does. He does it every game. It's it, I, that's when I know how to drink my scotch. Oh yikes! It's like oh church league. Yeah. Time for a little Philly, Philly. Well, the other important observation from this game, and we didn't really talk about it at all in the first segment, guys, but Dennis Schroeder coming back from his um, uh, self-isolation that took four days. So he tested negative every day that he was out of the bubble uh, for the birth of his second child. So congratulations to Dennis Schroeder and his family. Uh, but played fairly well, guys. Six of twelve from the floor, three of three from the three-point line, which is you know surprising because Dennis Schroeder is streaky. But seventeen points, four assists. Looked like the normal denisher that we were accustomed to seeing way back in the regular season before the season got suspended, and he played twenty just under twenty six minutes. Uh, so obviously Billy Dahman trying to get his legs under him after only really playing guys about a month of individual workouts in Oklahoma City, about two weeks of team practice, and then three scrimmage games, and then one game where he immediately got in foul trouble against the Jazz, and then he left. So, I mean, Dennis Schroeder has not played that much team basketball over the last four months just because of the hiatus and obviously. But um, from what I saw out of Dennis, guys, uh, hopefully he can keep that up. I have no reason to believe why he wouldn't. But if the Thunder are going to do anything in the playoffs, Dennis Schroeder has to be a big part of that because he's such a phenomenal scorer and he showed that tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. He's a big part of this offense. Shea looks so much better when he was just being able to play off the ball, mostly. I think, uh, is Shea, Shea Gildress-Alexander a point guard question? I, I don't want to re- overreact to one single season, but man, is it apparent that he feels way more comfortable as a secondary ball handler in the NBA. Uh, so I thought he looked, I thought that was a big benefit tonight. And Dennis, to his credit, 
was more dialed in than just about any player on the bench for the fourth quarter in overtime. I mean, pulling Devin Hall over and coaching him up, pulling Hamadou Diallo over multiple times and kind of giving him pointers as well. I thought Dennis was a uh, a welcome breath of fresh air for this team that honestly kind of felt like it was dragging a little bit towards here in the end. Listen, I can tell you as a guy who whenever you have just two absolute studs on your team, it's more relaxing and do stuff. I mean, whenever I do a show, Chisholm, with you and Brady, uh, it's easy. I am like SGA there. I, You know, I get to the lane easier. Everything's a little harder. One of you guys aren't on the show with me. I'm confused. I don't know what button to push. What are we saying? Is this English? Uh, just all kind of stuff kind of goes through my mind. So, uh, listen, his comfort level as a young player when you have a guy as strong as Chris Paul, and then that second guy is uh, Dennis Schroeder, yeah, things are going to be a lot easier when those guys are around. And uh, the expectation of SGA going forward, it, it, it's going to be a thing. I think it's going to be a process, and you're going to see uh, games like you did in the bubble where he's going to have problems making decisions. But but the talent is there. I make fun of him about his, his explosiveness and his athleticism, but the damn talent is there. So... Um, I'm perfectly fine, though, with the Thunder going into the Houston series almost uh, 100%. I'm still, like, how how hard is Jay Crowder's, like, knee and body that he crippled Lou Dort? Like, that that's something to me, that Lou Dort, that uh, explosive little box, like, crumbled uh, to, to Jay Crowder, where they might even miss him game one against Houston. Those Damn. are two brick walls, Jay Crowder, Lou Dort. Yep. Real quick before we get to our uh, next break, and in the next segment, final segment, guys, we're going to get our first taste of the Houston series. So I guess we're on the 107.7 the franchise. We're the first ones to really dive into that until next week when we actually get to experience it. But just on the off chance, Jerry, that uh, our good friend Kelly Gregg is listening, go ahead and say carne asada. <laughs> carne asada. There you go, Kelly Gregg, <laughs> just, just for you if you're listening. <laughs> 107.7 The Franchise. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. The Thunder lose in overtime, 107-103 to the L.A. Clippers. Up next, Chisholm Holland, Jerry Ramsey, and myself, Brady Trantham. We will dive into the first-round series against the Houston Rockets. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. The Thunder drop it in overtime, 107-103 to the L.A. Clippers. Chisholm Holland producing, pressing buttons, keeping us alive. There's a little jam here. Yeah, this is a new song. Apparently, Chisholm didn't know what it was. And he's uh, over there bobbing his head, having a good time. Jerry Ramsey. I don't know. I don't know what you kids are doing. That's, uh, that sounds like sounds like a fun hip-hop time you guys are having. As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. That, Jer- that is the voice of Jerry Ramsey, who um, we are now going to probably loop the show because we're still keeping him on for the third and final segment of the Thunder for I wish you, I told you guys to- I was going to... I was going to stay on for one segment, and you said... saying that, but in the break, you're like, hey, don't forget, I'm going to do this whole show. Yeah, we're going to leave <laughs> the show for another hour and just not tell you, and you're still going to be on. Would be the first time. It would. Do you realize how much radio I've done today? I've done a lot of radio. This is I've, caught cool. you, I've caught you multiple times trying to, uh, trying to sabotage the Franchise Rewind by just replacing all the segment, segments with you, and uh, I, I just... <laughs> I think we really just finally need to address this in, in first-hand person. 
I don't understand why the rewind isn't all three like my segments. That makes zero sense to me. The franchise whatsoever. TV's Jerry's rewind. Yes. Yes. Okay. One with me and Dylan. One with me and Kelly. And then I got this brand new segment. You ready? My sixty-nine cents. Wow, that was that was lovely. Well, I mean, hell, why have a rewind in the first place? Let's just get Jerry his own hour by himself. If somebody would go run the is? board, <laughs> if somebody just go run the damn board, I'd be happy to do it. And not I don't talk. know if you know this. Listen, I don't know if you know this, but I'm being a father and a husband while I'm doing this. I'm doing a lot of juggling. There's a ton of juggling going on by me right now, like as we speak. You guys wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Well, will you please film Doesn't... yourself juggling? That'd be kind of cool to see. <laughs> It's kind as, of a cool As talent. I'm doing the show? Yeah, okay. that would be great. That is. Now, that, it really is. Now, um, I didn't get a chance to introduce everybody, but I'm Brady Trantham, everybody. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Thunder Not for State game show. No more seeding games. No more meaningless games. Kelly Gregg is happy. He was tired of the bubble games, but the postseason is upon us. Before that, we have the play-in tournament between the Portland Trail Blazers, who are the eight-seed team. And the Memphis Grizzlies, and the way that this works, and Chisholm, and Ryan, Chapman, Matt Burton have had to explain it to me because I am simple and slow. But if Portland wins on, is it Saturday, the yeah. first game? If Portland wins Saturday, then they are just the eight seed and they're going to the playoffs. If they lose, it then becomes a best of two, correct? Cor- yeah, yeah. So Memphis if, would if have Portland to win wins twice. the first one, it's done. If Memphis wins the first one and the second one, then they get to play the Lakers in the first round and lose in four games. It's going to be fun. Then after that, the Thunder get, that's right, the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul's playing his old team. James Harden's playing his old team. Jeff Green is playing his old team. Tabo Cephalosha isn't there, but he's playing his old team, too. And uh, That's center Tabo Cephalosha, too. Who else is it? Uh, oh, Tyson Chandler was almost a Thunder player, and he's playing the Thunder. Oh, yeah. And Raymond Felton had a tryout for Houston. There we go. Oh, and Russell Westbrook, of course. Doesn't Ben McLemore have some sort of Oklahoma He, he was going to be the th- with the, he was at the facility, guys. He, he practiced yeah. once at Oklahoma City so yeah. before he was on the team. Former Thunder. Much Former Thunder Ben that, McLemore. Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Do you guys remember when Raymond Felton told us that he was going to re-sign with OKC and then never got an NBA contract again? I was so, listen, I was so on top of that story. Did I tell you I saw him at the Edmund Sonic? No, you did not. Yes, yes, I saw him, and I said, oh, he's back. Oh, Thick Daddy is back. Look at him. Why is he only one in the car and getting, like, three shakes? I don't understand. That's anyway, he- I had a buddy see, uh, see Raymond Felton in Thunder Sweats at a local gym in the last, well, obviously before the pandemic, but this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it too late to sign him? I don't know how bubble free agencies is. I, you know, at one point when we all kind of thought that this team was going to, like, yeah, at some point, Chris Paul's going to get traded, Danilo Gallinari's going to get traded, maybe Dennis Schroeder stays, maybe he gets dealt as well. At what, With that in mind, I was like, yeah, they're going to just pick up Raymond Felton just to have another point guard, right? They're not going to run SGA and Devin Hall out there. I can't believe they didn't sign him to uh, make him the fourth member of the four-guard lineup. Yeah. Well, that, I don't Good know call. if the NBA's ready for that. But guys, uh, Jerry, I'll let you get sink your teeth into this, as I know you probably have already talked about it since this matchup has been locked, since Mike Muscala hit that incredible game winner and that very important, equally as important game against the Miami Heat. Um, I'm wondering if Sam Presti is still mad at Mike Muscala for hitting that shot. But um, They would just, probably have their pick right now if Mike Muscala did not hit that yep. shot. And they would still be playing the Rockets. 
That's actually a true statement. <laughs> what have you done, Mike Mascala? Sam now we're not going to be able to pick at number 24. And 25? Great. Sam Presti was so mad he wore a carnigan in Orlando during the middle of the summer. <laughs> Just angry. But, Jerry, um, yes. other than the obvious Russell Westbrook storyline, the narrative, now... Apparently, Russell Westbrook will probably not be playing game one. The Rockets are still kind of hush-hush about the long-term prognosis of his strain quadricep. Uh, that is also juxtaposed with the fact that the Thunder will probably be without Lou Dort for game one, but we will know more, of course, in the coming days when we talk to Billy Donovan. Uh, but other than the Russell Westbrook narrative, Jerry, anything at all about this matchup surprise you or get you excited if you're just thinking from pure Thunder fan perspective that the Thunder have a legitimate chance to move on to the second round. Okay, I'm going to sound like Captain Obvious here. Without Russell Westbrook, the Oklahoma City Thunder have a better chance of winning the uh, series. So much so, I know. Stop the, you know, stop the press. Can you explain uh, it to so me much like so, five? <laughs> so much so. I think I'm going to pick them. I'm picking them to, to win the series. Uh, because I, I feel that Russ will probably come back during the series. He's not going to let uh, the Rockets go down without a fight. And with him fighting, and 65% of Russell Westbrook is still pretty damn good. Uh, but I just see the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, if there's a unique team that could match up well with all the wings and all the guards and whatever needs to be done to uh, to work against the Rockets, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are that team. And I think Stephen Adams is seasoned and talented enough to, when he's in the game, yeah, he's going to be pulled away from the basket on defense, but offensively he can make them he can make them pay. Uh, he can pass the ball around. Uh, he is a great, great offensive rebounder. And uh, I think that's going to be a big difference in this series is that Steven Adams can absolutely shine in this series. Let's see if it happens. I'm waiting for that breakout series that we understand why Steven Adams is so beloved in Oklahoma City. And I would love him to have this in his pocket where he is a big reason why Oklahoma City would get by in this series. Chisholm, you're a much smarter man than I am. <laughs> Not true. I mean, you just you spent like two hours of watching that basketball game bragging about your IQ to me. So like, <laughs> I, I, I literally said, no, no, "Okay, that's so out of context." <laughs> no, but so like I kind of went in the pregame show and just kind of talked about this silly idea that I feel like. I mean, Jerry's right. Russell Westbrook helps make the Rockets better, but for whatever reason, I just feel like in a one or two game scenario. Only playing the James Harden Rockets, I feel, can be potentially dangerous for the Thunder because that just means the ball in James Harden's hands more so than if Russell's on the floor. And if James gets hot in the first quarter, I mean, it could be lights out for the Thunder because they just simply don't have the firepower to match. Like, do you, I mean, how do you feel about that? Or is that stupid? Am I thinking too hard about this? Or am I on to something? See, here's the thing for me is I really feel like this series is going to be so emotional. I think it's going to come a lot more down. It's going to come less down to firepower, you know, offensive schemes because I think Billy Donovan's a good coach. I think Mike D'Antoni's a good coach. And I think uh, those two things are going to neutralize themselves out. The Rockets are a total wild card just because you don't know if they're going to hit 21 threes or are they going to hit seven threes. Uh, and so I think the uh, the difference there makes it so tough that I really truly believe it's going to come down to the emotions of this game. James Harden wants to kick Chris Paul's ass. And Chris Paul wants to kick not only James Harden's ass, but Daryl Morey, who traded him away and had to give away picks to make it happen after he was told, we're not going to trade you Yeah, in the public eye. So I think Chris is going to be motivated. I think James is going to want revenge or at least prove Chris Paul wrong. And Russell Westbrook, obviously, is going to want to beat his former team. Who responds the best? 
I, I think that is going to be by far the biggest thing about this series, is who responds to this really emotional, weird series that we're going to have here in this bubble. Because to you know everyone's point who's made it, one of which was... I keep forgetting the kid's name. Uh, Jamal Murray, who was talking about Donovan Mitchell... He's, he's like, I'm about to have to guard this guy for a seven-game series, and I see him six times a day. Yeah. That's, I'm not used to that. Okay, well, take that with the addition of the fact that you hate the guy, and now you're going to see him six times a day, and you're in a seven-game series, and you're trying to prove something. I think it's going to be really easy for James Harden, Russell Westbrook, or Chris Paul, any of those three, to kind of lose themselves in the moment and make it about themselves and not about winning this game. And who handles it the best, I think, will come out on top. Well, when you say it like that, Chisholm, like the leadership thing how this is going to be an emotional series and I 100% agree but wouldn't that wouldn't you tend to kind of err on the side of Oklahoma City and yeah. Jer- Jerry like I mean what what do you think just am I thinking too hard just on the fact that Chris Paul is an incredible leader is it because I have a negative opinion of James Harden as a leader or just basing it off the history of the Rockets over the last few years and how they typically flame out in the postseason some of that is conditioning which they've had three and a half, four months off, so that shouldn't be a problem more as it is in typical seasons. But when Chisholm describes it like that, Jerry, I'm just thinking, well, that sets the stage perfectly for Oklahoma City because Chris Paul just is even keel with this with this team. This team has an incredible synergy. That doesn't mean that they're, they're great or they're going to win a title, but they have a synergy about them that could translate well to what Chisholm is describing. This is kind of what, in the Chisholm, you bring up a great point with the emotion of the game and stuff, but this is a 48-minute game, uh, and at some point the emotion wears off and you just have to execute, and I think that's where it absolutely tilts towards Oklahoma City uh, all season, well, after December, let's just put it that way. Ever since uh, Chris Paul had the conversation with Billy Donovan that he was going to be the leader of this team. They let uh, me hoop. Yep, they let the, they've actually uh, executed better in the clutch. And Chris Paul, the number one clutch player, except for when he misses a free throw against Denver, uh, the number one clutch player in, in in all of the association. It tips towards Chris Paul and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now I know James Harden's going to go to the line, you know, twenty five to thirty times every game, and uh, the uh, I think the pace of the game is going to be weird. But after the emotion wears off, and after you get through that every time you get by Harden, you're going to foul him, the execution of the game, actually, I think it leans towards Oklahoma City. And they don't have to worry about whether they're hot and the threes are going down or not. They're going to be able to execute a game, and that's why I think that they're going to win the series. And big thing that we haven't talked about yet at all, and I mean at all this whole entire season, we have seen now three years in a row, when Chris Paul hits about 40 minutes a game, which is what is expected in the playoffs, his body does not hold up. He hasn't. And this OKC team needs him more than the Houston teams in past. And the Clippers teams in past because they have less star power. And his body has not held up to the test of a playoff run in quite some time. And OKC's going to need him to do that. So does Billy Donovan hold to the 35 minutes, 34 minutes that he's been playing all regular season? Does he ramp him up because he needs his best player out there for a majority of it? And does Chris Paul's body give out on him again? Those are questions that we will not know the answer to until it happens. I think he has to because that's probably translated to the to the fact that Chris Paul was the most clutch player in the NBA because he was well-rested at the ends of games. Like, I think you have to. If you want to get the most out of Chris Paul, I think you have to do that. 
And you talk about the luxury, the luxury like of having thirty-four minutes and not avoid try to. So can they afford? Can they well, survive yeah. the fourteen minutes without him on the floor? Yes, they can because they have a luxury of another starting point guard, Dennis Schroeder, and an up-and-coming you know superstar. Shea has to uh, point has guard. To show show. Absolutely, absolutely. So they've groomed this kid the entire time to take up that five or six minutes. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a series dependent on five or six minutes on the point guard ability of this second-year player, and all they've done has cushioned him with one of the greatest Hall of Fame point guards of all time and Dennis Schroeder. So, yeah, Chisholm, uh, it's all there. So it would be a disappointment if Billy Donovan couldn't play, you know, Chris Paul the the 34, 35 minutes that he needs to instead of 40 minutes. It it would really be a disappointment if they couldn't do that. Well, we're all excited. First game's going to be on Tuesday, 5.30 local time. Tune in to 107.7 The Franchise. We'll have pre- and post-game. I'm sure it's going to be a combination of the three of us, perhaps all of us, who knows. But uh, real quick, guys, final thoughts. If you just go back three months ago, I didn't think we would be in this position to be doing post-game still at the end of the regular season. So I'm a a very happy guy that we had basketball back. But uh, Jerry... Thank you so much for joining us for three segments, not just one. I know. I will be uh, talking to Randy Heights about this. Uh, and be real quick, lawyers. Real quick, Chisholm, and it is. You're actually treating me like Chris Paul here. You too many minutes, and I'm starting to wear down. Uh, I, I swear to you, I spilled something on my robe. Uh, Chisholm, first of all, I just want to appreciate your professionalism, and it's, it's nice to do uh, a show with a real baller and somebody that understands the game uh, like you do. So uh, that's, that's always nice. Radio silence is beautiful sometimes. <laughs> and it's, and it... Did Chisholm leave? This is the Thunder First Day Post Game Show. Brought to you by Totally Tickets. Yep, Thunder lose 107-103. Playoff game, game one against the Rockets. 5.30 Tuesday, o- Orlando. I almost said Oklahoma City, but we'll find out. Everybody, thank you for listening. This is 107.7 The Franchise.